As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite show from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Shooter Magooter. Shoots, how are we doing tonight? Doing great, Steel, and uh, by Steel, I mean Rooster, because wow. we've got some feedback on that, but I'm feeling great. Whirlwind of a week, for sure, for us, for the boys. Fucking wild week. And uh, we're feeling pretty good today. And to our listeners, um, if you haven't looked at our page yet, we both have stashes. I was supposed to save a uh, a mustache to put an end to the Miles Teller debate, hopefully. We're actually... The Miles Teller debate that you started. Right. This didn't just come up out of thin air. Look, is it wishful thinking? Like, do I want this to be a thing? Probably. Am I forcing it? Probably. Are we here now? We're here. So just shut the fuck up and let's see what happens. All right. We're actually currently taking a poll. Like, it's happening while we're doing all this on Instagram. So, at the end of the show, we will read our results. I will be honest. Zach texted me this morning and said the results are in, and he sent me his poll. And it said that it was like 70% to 22%. No, I do not look like Miles Teller. So, we'll take that into account. That's a pretty That's big a audience, one. too. It's a much bigger audience. So, like... a. But, yeah, that's, but, a, that's an insurmountable lead. But I also wasn't like attempting to like, I didn't shave into the stash, right? Like I had the scruff. I wasn't doing my Miles Teller impression, which I shouldn't have to if I look like him. I get that. But we'll see what our poll says and we'll just, we'll compare them and we'll go from there. All okay. right. It was a fucking wild week. We had a really exciting week. We were on... Hashtag no filter with Zach Peter, um, as most of you know, on Monday. And the response has been, I mean, I assumed that we would get like a big bump from that. Like, obviously, he's got a big following. He's been in the game for a while. He's well known. The response was insane. Yeah. And I mean, let's just say this, like, thank you so much to Zach for even having us on in the first place. It was an absolute blast for us. I think you had a great time as I well. Had, yeah. So it wasn't time. even like in our mind at the time we were just like shooting the shit and having a good time with our new friend. Yeah. No, seriously. And it worked out really well, obviously. Um, people really liked us and why not? You know, what's not to like, what's not to like two two strapping young gents, both rocking mustaches, now. both rocking mustaches. And I actually wanted to intro the show. I'm just going to do it now. For the first time in my life, I can say, who wants a mustache ride? Oh. And it, it feels good. Did you say that to your wife? To my wife. Um, I, I don't kiss and tell. I'm a gentleman. Oh. I'm a gentleman. So, um, yes, I did. Good for um, you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, to all of our new listeners on this episode, welcome to the Brav Bros. I would normally say our usual phrase when you start listening to us on like the sixth or seventh episode and you skip a bunch, we say, we don't want you here now. We want you here later. Yeah, go back to the first episode, listen to it, and catch the fuck up. But. What do you have to do? Nothing. <laughs> Sit at your office all day, listen to podcasts. 
I was going to say, but I'm so thrilled that there's so many new people here. You can just stay and listen to this and then go back. But Shooter has a different sentiment. So, you know what? Do what you'd like. We're not here to tell you what the fuck to do. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, it was it was a really cool week. Um, I actually had to delete the apps off of my phone because I kept checking every five minutes, like how many listeners we had, how many followers we had. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. It was just every time I would re-download it after a few hours... It was always going up. Like it's it's incredible. So thank you to everybody listening. Thank you to everybody sharing. Um, make sure you give us a follow at Brav Bros on Instagram and on Twitter. Shooter was live tweeting tonight. Got a ton of interaction. It was awesome. Um, to those of you listening to the podcast, please please give us some reviews on Apple. Um, some ratings just help kind of bump us up a little bit. We've already gotten a few from Monday until now. We've already gotten three reviews on apple which is really cool and it also helps us like are we doing the right thing are we are you yeah i mean that's why we put the polls out too we want questions we want to make sure that you guys feel engaged while we're talking yeah whatever you guys want to hear bring it up to us we'll talk about it i don't care we're all brav bros yeah guys every single one of you you're a brav bro and welcome we're fucking thrilled to have you we did have a lot happening on the bravo um I mean, there was a drama with multiple different shows, not just Housewife franchises. Um, I want to start out with the Summer House cast. I was blindsided today. Yeah, I was kind of pissed off. I was too. I, I, I'm sure most of you know we have three cast members not returning, Luke, Alex, and Andrea. And potentially Sierra... Uh, some, I don't know if that's going to of... happen, but um, I mean, we can just let's just focus on the three that we know are gone. I'll start up well, low, lowest on the totem pole. I don't really give a shit if Alex comes back. He didn't bring anything to the table. He had like one or two moments where he actually spoke, but I didn't think he even really needed to be on the reunion stage. So I, but I, I liked Alex. I don't know. I, you know me. I do have He's a, a personal sauce. trainer. Yeah, you know, yeah. so we get along. That has nothing to do with it. Um. I have a soft spot for the nice guy and like the nice people on the shows just because I'm like, oh, it's refreshing to see nice people. But that being said, I do understand they're hired to do a job and that job is to cause drama, create turmoil and pretty much be a bad person all around. So when you come in being nice and reasonable, you know, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. But let's put it this way. You don't see a superhero movie where a guy's superpower is being nice. (laughs) The fuck's that bringing to the table? I I would better fly. You better have super strength. In this case, you better cause some shit and be funny. Yeah. He was neither. No, so I don't care if he's gone, but pissed about Andrea. I mean, we had a short life with Andrea as it was. It was nice. Do I think he was a little emotional for like six straight episodes about some girl that he's now dating? Yeah, sure. Whatever. But he, he brought a different element to the, to the table that I thought was pretty good. And Luke, surprisingly, he grew on me from being a fuck boy to, Hannah and then getting involved with like all the other shit going on in the house with every other girl. Yeah. And he was like fighting with Kyle, which everybody inevitably fights with Kyle, but he grew on me to a point where I was like, ah, he's kind of a cool dude. Like wouldn't mind hanging out with Luke of all these people. Oh no, I couldn't hang out with Luke. No, no. What drove me nuts with Luke is like, okay, we get it. You're the outdoors guy. You're the like edgy, like you hunt, you fish, you build fires, you build it. You don't ever finish a project, pal. Every time he goes to do something, like, 
manly and outdoorsy, he falls short. He built an igloo. He didn't build an igloo. He built half of an igloo. He Have you ever built... tried to build an igloo by yourself? No, but I haven't claimed that I can. That's, That's my issue. And he goes outside. There was one episode. He's like, I'm going to go chop some wood and start a fire. This motherfucker goes outside with an axe. The first log he attempts to chop, which I could have told you, like, there's no chance he's getting through this thing. It's a fucking tree. And he swings the axe. It gets stuck in the log. And now he's swinging a log around with the axe attached to it, trying to get it unstuck. Every time this man goes to do anything outdoorsy or manly, it doesn't work. Mm. So it drives me crazy. That part of Luke drives me nuts. I do think that he was good for the show for a long time. I think that his big problem this year was he didn't do anything. Yeah, he, he definitely took a backseat this year. And I mean, I thought in the moment that he just wasn't feeling engaged because of all the other shit that was going on with Austin and Sierra and the constant Lindsay bullshit. But I mean, he always found a way to insert himself somewhere. I think, I mean, maybe Hannah being gone kind of fucked with him because that's like always who he would mess with and get involved with and throw her away and whatever. So now that she's not there, he kind of had to find a new thing to do. And instead he just became the nice guy kind of hung out in the background, made some jokes here and there. And then, he was just Luke otherwise. Yeah, but like, so he didn't really bring a whole lot to the table. So I was, I'm surprised to see that the producers let him go rather than him just walking away. I could see him just walking away. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Only because he actually has relationships with these people. Like he's actually close with the cast of summer house. So I was, um, surprised for that reason that they wouldn't give him a chance and like an ultimatum, like, Hey, you need to come back this year and you got to fucking bring it, buddy. Because you even saw there was a moment where they're at dinner at that, I think they're at the vineyard, um, going back to the actual season, and they get into it at the table a little bit, and Paige is getting upset and asks a question, and Luke starts to try to talk about his dating life. He's like, well, you don't ask Luke about his. And he's like, well, actually, I would like to get into this, and starts trying to talk about it. When they cut him off and no one's paying attention to what he's saying, that's a moment where he could have fucking lashed out, jumped up and like, I'm fucking talking about whatever and made a scene and made a statement. And instead he just kind of very calmly explains like, well, that's really rude. Like, because I'm trying to tell this, I've been trying to tell this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. That's not entertaining. Yeah. Like he just missed. The I don't boat. think it was enough for them to let him go is what I'm saying. Like one, one season of him being kind of like in a funk the whole time and something that we haven't seen him do. I don't think that's enough to like cast him aside. Maybe I mean he probably didn't perform that well at Winter House. Now that I'm thinking about it because there were so many new faces and so many new like relationships being made, and he kind of did what you said. Like he just went outside and played fucking hockey, and then built half an igloo and tried to chop chop down a huge tree. Yeah, but yeah, I guess maybe he just didn't bring enough to the table in consecutive shows. So they're like, you know what, two strikes and you're out, buddy. But I don't know who the, like who are you going to bring in because you just try to bring in. Andrea, who did well and definitely scored well with the audience, he's a good-looking Italian model. Like, I don't understand why he's gone. I don't. Honestly. Maybe he probably could have chosen to not go back. Who knows how they spin this? I don't think so. Only because Alex posted a very emotional Instagram post, and it was kind of cryptic because it hadn't been announced yet that they had gotten um, gotten canned. So, yeah, but everybody saw Alex getting canned. No, I know that's not, um, this isn't about Alex. I'm saying Alex made that post and Andrea commented on it. Like, you're going to be okay, buddy, which implies to me that they're going through this together. Like we got this, we're going to be okay. So I think that, I think they all got whacked. I don't think it's weird move. 
Overall. I think it's weird, honestly. Yeah. I think Alex was a no-brainer, unfortunately. I, I just think like you've him. seen, like, when you try to bring people into the show, it really works out, like, one out of every, like, four. And this is this goes for most of the Bravo shows. Like, you try to introduce somebody, one out of every five is going to be a hit. Andrea, I thought, yeah, he was whiny. Yeah, he kind of got stuck on one thing for the season. But who hasn't? You know, who hasn't had that moment where they can't move past one thing and maybe it's no longer entertaining? But that shit happens all the time. Dorit. Dorit, yeah, and we'll get there. She did it again tonight. But I just, I I would have given Andre another chance. Mm-hmm. I think that he deserved another chance. I think Luke deserves another chance. I'm sad to see them go. Honestly, Alex, I'm bummed to see go because he just seems like a nice dude. But I, I agree with that move. And then if Sierra does end up not coming back, like that would be a bizarre move because I thought she stirred up all kinds of shit this year. But we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, Maybe we'll monitor that situation just to see what they're going to do. I could see I mean, if that many people are leaving, what are you going to do? Like have a couple's retreat with Kyle and Amanda and Carl and Lindsay, just like they go away. Oh, that's not like, fun that's at all. fucking terrible. That's boy. I forgot that Carl and Lindsay are coupled off. Now, yeah. They're so all shacked changes, up now. That changes the dynamic entirely. You're going to yeah. take all the single people out. Oh, well no. Cause Andrea has a girlfriend. Andrea has a girlfriend too. Yeah. So Maybe you got like Maya. Why, do you think that he got whacked because he has a girlfriend now? And so now, know. like, the hot Italian guy no longer plays because uh, that's he's, not a bad he's point. taken. Yeah, that's not a bad point. I still feel like even him with a girlfriend, he's probably still going to be the same guy. I don't think that much. He's not going to invite Paige on a date. No, But he was still not. trying to get her to go on a date when she was seeing Craig. So yeah, I, I, I know, who's to think issues. that he's going to change now that he has a girlfriend? But That'll be interesting. I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I could see that that show just completely crumbling. Though they're all getting they're older. falling apart, man, yeah. and they need to. Like they all need to go get their lives together. It's kind of sad to watch at this point. Carl's doing great. He's fun to watch. I love seeing a fellow brother in sobriety just killing it. I did watch Southern Charm. I I did my due diligence on it. I watched. Did you like it? I fucking hated it. All of it? Oh, dude, I had a really hard time with it, and I. I will say this, I can see, before I get completely crucified by our listeners, I can see why people like it. The drama's real. It's palpable. Yeah, like, Charleston's cool, and we talk about this with Dubai a lot. Charleston's cool, but it loses its allure, maybe even quicker than Dubai. And then you have to get into the inner workings of the relationships, and they're all, like, kind of batshit crazy and just all over the place. So, it's great, great TV. And... I recognize that. I see that. I get it. I get the pull. Okay? Like, I do get it. But fuck, those people are annoying. Like, they're bad people. And this is my issue when I watch Bravo shows that I don't enjoy is that I I focus too much on, like, wow, what a shitty person. But, like... So, the question that I wanted to ask you going into this, and I feel like I'm already going to know the answer, do you feel like you saw a different side of Austin in Southern Charm versus Summer House? His role in the group versus you're going to be stunned. Yes. Wow. Yes. And I can, I can admit that. Do I think that he's a good person? No, I don't. Do I understand him more now? Why he is the way he is? Yes, I do. Well, the interesting part about the timeline that I completely forgot when they started Southern Charm, I was like, Oh fuck. Like, yeah, he has to deal with the fallout from Madison. The fallout from Madison was this past summer. Yeah. So no wonder he was blackout the whole time, didn't give a shit about what was going on, hooking up with Sierra, hooking up with Lindsay all over the place and had no regrets at all because he probably was in such like a deep, dark hole. 
trying yeah. to get out of whatever the fuck Madison created for him because yeah. she's out there. Oof, yeah. And he came out during that summer stretch and was just a wild animal. We've Probably even there. the winter house. To, actually, it started with winter, it started house, winter and house and then it got worse in the summer. But you see him now. He's back in his own element in Southern Charm. He's back with his friends or, you know, if he wants to call them friends. It didn't look like it when they were sitting down outside. But he's back in his own element and you're you're seeing a different side of Austin where his role in that friend group is a lot different than what he was portraying in the last two shows. No, and I, I see who he is to the friend group. And I also see a guy that's, I think he's starting to recognize like, I'm getting older. I need to kind of get my shit together. Like that's the vibe that I got, honestly. And I kind of got that with Shep too. And I, Oh, I fucking don't like Shep at all. He's really annoying. And he's gotten a lot better since he started dating Taylor. I know. And I know that because another credit. All right. I started watching the whole last season too. I'm like four episodes in. And I think that honestly made me like the show less. Like that's probably why I am where I am right now because I got to see some of the drama leading up to this season. And like there's, I have so many questions as a newbie to Southern charm, like Patricia and Whitney, what the fuck? (laughs) Like what? I don't want to know what happens at that house. No, I really don't. And like the poor Butler, that man was such a treat. He was such a nice gentleman. And he's fucking just paralyzed now, which is so sad. But Patricia seems indifferent. She's like, oh, yeah, it's really sad. You know, he was with me for like, it was the longest relationship I ever had. (laughs) The man's paralyzed. He had a fucking stroke, Patricia. It's not funny. It's not something to be made light of. Just because you're uber rich in this crazy house in Charleston with your adult son living there who is quote unquote bi-coastal because he goes back and forth from New York because he thinks he's a fucking musician. I know my shit, guys. Okay? I, I know my shit, but they are my least favorite people on Bravo. That's saying something. That's saying something. Whitney and Patricia are intolerable. I don't understand them. And it just, it painted the picture perfectly. When the dog shits on the floor, and God damn it, the dogs, man. Here we go again. What does he clean it up with? Vodka. Yep. An adult man cleans up dog shit with lemon vodka. I didn't even notice that was lemon. Good eye. I am a recovering alcoholic. I notice all alcohol, Sean. (laughs) 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 But... Seriously, I they were tough to, for me to watch. I liked Naomi. She seems real. She seems cool. Um, when she she's going through her whole spiel, and I felt really bad for her. I couldn't believe she's with this dude. He's a doctor, correct? Yeah. And they are moving to New York, and everything's happening, and her dreams are coming true. She's getting out of Charleston. Ten days later, finds out that... He's cheating on her. Yep. Back. Not only that, but he was like incessantly like body shaming her. I know. And like she, if you look like years ago when she was dating Craig, she looked like she was just naturally like pretty. Mm-hmm. And now she comes back and she like, like my girlfriend described this as she had like French features, like looking attractive. And then she came back to the show and she looks American and like she got work done. And that was definitely probably the, 
byproduct of this guy just like telling her that she wasn't pretty enough. She wasn't skinny enough. Which is and insane. he was fucking cheating on her. That's crazy because yeah. she's gorgeous. Yeah, and so I she watched went through last some year shit. she was gorgeous. Like, yeah. That's insane that anybody could body shame or any kind of shame her. And this is interesting after like the timeline because I watched Summer House and mm-hmm. now this is all happening. So the timeline's funky. And I think the timeline's a little more skewed than we were led to believe. She goes to Vegas at some point and Craig's there for no real like just partying or something they end up hooking up they go back to charleston this is where it gets murky because naomi claims like i don't kiss and tell her like i'm not talking about it craig is like no nothing happened out it was vegas like things happen in vegas whatever or as shep says i guess what happens in vegas doesn't stay in vegas <laughs> but <laughs> that's a spot on shep but what do you think? Did they, was it a continued relationship when they got home? Probably not. Oh, you think I'm going to say done? it wasn't. No, I mean, that's the way that they talk about it. I think when they came back to Charleston, somebody would have figured it out. Like they have a lot of the same friends. So someone would have seen it. Like even though Shep hasn't been to Craig's pillow store much, this is, oh. they still, somebody would have figured it out. Like it's not that big of a place. And, when you run in the circle that they run in, Catherine or somebody's going to be like, so Naomi and Craig saw them at getting coffee or whatever. Like you can, you can only be so discreet in a place like that. I don't know. So if I don't, they would have been able to carry it on. I don't think they're on coffee terms. I was just talking about, are they like, you know, little booty call every now and then little D appointment. That's what I was asking. Possibility. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I never want to give, people on reality shows more credit than they're due there. That's valid. So yeah, I could absolutely fucking say it. Yeah. And it definitely overlapped with Paige. It totally overlapped with Paige, but that gets un- unclear too, because she was doing her thing with Andrea all summer too, where she was leading him on and like going back and forth. So I don't know how the timeline matches up with those. Like if that was cool, they weren't exclusive yet. I would imagine that given the circumstances Neither one can really throw stones there. Like, that's probably just water under the bridge. Yeah, for sure. But Craig's thriving. The business is booming. Um, His friends are super pissed about it. You can clearly tell they're jealous, and it's not a great look. Shep's reasoning for not going to the store is like, I'm not going to hang around in a pillow store. It's like, what, you're too fucking tough to hang out in a pillow store, Shep? Yeah, I, I thought about it when he said that, and I was like, I get that to Shep. And then I thought about it again, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Actually, if one of my buddies owned a store... I'd probably just pop it and be like, what are you doing? Dumbass? That's my thing. Like, yeah, yeah it absolutely. Has, it has nothing to do with the merchandise available at the store. It has to do with supporting your friend. That's it. I would go, if you had a pillow store, I would buy a pillow every month. Oh, it's not even buying the pillow. I'm just saying like, if I knew somebody that owned a store, I'd just pop it and hang out. You wouldn't buy my pillows? I, I, I have a pillow contract. With my pillow? Yeah. Fuck that guy. No. No, you want a steel pillow. I know it sounds uncomfortable, yeah, it but goddamn, goddamn. <laughs> but Craig's doing great. Um, Shep and Austin need to get their shit together. I don't know what their deal is, but I think Austin's fine. He seems comfortable in his new relationship, and yeah, I mean, I thought the fucking exchange with Madison was crazy. Oh my god, like, at the party at Catherine's party, he he kept calling her like full name over and over again. He's like, I knew that you would be here. Like, huh. I was cringing so hard for his poor date. 
Oh yeah, that, that's you never want to do that. Like he, when Madison entered the room, his girlfriend just disappeared. Like in his mind, his girlfriend just completely disappeared. I, I don't. Like even... He was panicking, and people were telling him not to panic. And then he just like started talking to Madison and just got tunnel vision. And it was brutal. It was tough to watch. I felt terrible. And she even comments like, hey, can we not spend the whole night like talking about your ex-girlfriend who's here? And you know Madison showed up just to do that. Like That's clearly her intention was, oh, Austin's going to be there. Like I'm popping in. Austin's there with a new chick. Like, oh, like I can't wait to see the look on his face. Yeah, and I actually, the, the thing is, like I really do like that they gave Austin's girlfriend, Olivia, um, a confessional just for that. I don't know if it's going to be like an ongoing thing that we're always going to be able to see what she talks about. But I would like that a lot, actually. You don't really get it. Like I, in the housewife shows, like you don't get like Mauricio in a confessional, really. Like maybe once, but he'll pop into Kyle's. So it's not like you get the girlfriends of these guys or the boyfriends of these girls sitting down and actually having their own confessional. So I'm glad that they gave her that moment um, to explain like her agony I during that, that situation. Continues, honestly, I would love to hear from the third parties that are, that are slighted that are yeah. like, yeah, this is really fucked up guys. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and then it, and overall, I mean, at least for the first episode, you got to see Catherine and like her semi full element. So I've seen, because I told you I had some experience with it. I saw some of the early episodes. Like I saw her with Thomas, like when they were together, I saw that shit and I heard about the craziness of their relationship and what went down. And then he has those allegations against him for fucking with his secretary. Like I heard all of that stuff. So like I knew that was going on. So when she came back on the screen, it took me a minute to realize that was the same person just because now she's like platinum blonde. And I was like, Oh, that's Catherine. Okay. Yeah. She and, wears wigs. But... And I also didn't realize that Caleb's name was Caleb just because it's an interesting spelling. And I thought it was Schleb for, for a good amount of time. And it's not, it's Caleb. And I love Caleb. I think he's a, a great dude and I feel horrible for him because he seems like he's just trying to like keep her like level reasonably level not even like hey be normal just like hey don't fucking lose your mind that's clearly an impossible job because yeah, she goes think, off the rails and i think he softens her to a point that's why i said that you get to see her in her semi full element her in her full element is 50 times worse and it's crazy but that was kind of more collected for her in that situation I think she was hammered. I think she went from like walking inside, walking outside, needing her purse, looking for a purse. And then she got sidetracked in a conversation that made her even angrier mm-hmm. talking to Naomi. And then she just completely went off the fucking rails after that. But well, it it is still like, it should be a good season, I think. And thank God for it because I mean, Dubai's completely gone. It wasn't even on this week. I don't really care. Yeah. And let me like, let me tie a bow on this with like, I enjoyed watching it. All right. I, when I say I hate the show, I have a difficult time with the people and like their general values as human beings. Like it drives me nuts. The fact that Shep doesn't have a job, he just like pops out of bed and like just fucks around all day and talks like he's this intelligent, like adult. It just, it, it pisses me off to my core, but like the drama's real and it's, it's intense and it's fun because it's so outlandish so like that's something we've been missing from a lot of the housewives show like that kind of shit 
So I'm stoked that I get to watch that again. And I'm sure at some point I'll soften up for some of these characters. Like inevitably that's what happens with Bravo, right? So this is actually kind of interesting because you're seeing in real time, our listeners, how we became Bravo Bros. Initially not liking these shows and eventually falling in love with them. Let's get into why we're here, why we started Rob Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I thought this was a good episode. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, we got some good drama. We got some some actual fights. Diana finally came out from true Diana. Yeah, real Diana finally came out. For better or worse, I have some some feelings about that. But um, the episode started. They're recapping like a text that Diana sent to the group, which was a bizarre move. No, I, Garcelle wasn't in the group, right? Garcelle was in the group, but she spelled her name wrong, and I think intentionally. In the text, she spells it wrong. Because, yeah, because Garcelle is in a cutscene uh, in a confessional, like, reading the text okay. out. Yeah, I couldn't tell if she was in the text group or not. Yeah, no, she was part of it. And um, But a lot of the women comment on the fact that, like, this is a deeply personal text. Like, she claims that, you know, she the claim is not that she had a miscarriage. She did, in fact, have a miscarriage 12 weeks ago from when this show was filmed. And she said in the text that, you know, the past eight weeks or whatever of flying around and drinking and partying and X, Y, and Z, I am now like constantly bleeding. I have been bleeding the whole time as a result of this miscarriage. The doctor suggested bed rest, which is totally reasonable. I'm not here to disprove that, but all of the women were just kind of stunned that she decided to do this via group text. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was pretty wild that she, I guess it was days before Garcelle's birthday, decided to share this crazily, like, just incredibly over-specific situation that she's going through. I mean, we saw it, and we've seen it all the time. Like, you just say you're sick. You don't have to get to... Once you start getting in-depth, then people are going to be like, oh, you're fucking lying. Like, that's too much. They're going to say she's lying regardless. So. Yeah, well, they do now, and that's the that's the big difference is... Early in the season, they may have maybe not even shown it on TV or they would have just kind of like brushed it off and the women would have probably agreed with Diana and been like, oh, poor Diana, we're so sorry for her, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't need to show up. But now they're, I mean, you you saw it last week, like they're sort of onto her shit. And it started with Kyle saying that yeah, she there's something know. going on here. There's right. something a little shady she going on. She seems calculated and Yeah, which you wouldn't fucking know that by the end of the episode, Kyle, but... We'll get to that. Mm -hmm. And then you get even Rinna, who we got a, only a brief glimpse of in the entire episode. I was so sad. We Real got shame. Over. And she was in a bathtub and Kyle sees her boobs. Yep. <laughs> and you get a brief thing of Rinna saying, Diana, that shady bitch. I, I, what, did she admire it or envy it? Or I don't even know she what it says was. But... That, oh, she said, I'm just a shady too. Oh, yeah. That's what she says. She yeah. says, I'm shady too. Different different level of shade for sure yeah and to have that kind of response to someone talking about a very very personal medical issue is kind of funny and it shows that they're on to diana's shit and yeah. that she doesn't really want to be there which we know like why are you even on the show we kind of see by the end of the episode what she brings to the show which for better or worse is probably good for tv and it just didn't really make a lot of sense and i did like that they all noted 
that Garcelle's name was spelled wrong. Yeah, because and, I think that they knew that that was intentional. Yeah, and, and Sutton called it out right away, and Sutton called it out later, too. Like, that's that's a real friend being like, no, 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 you you spelled her name wrong. Yeah, and then give her a with, look just to see. She's sitting with Dorit, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, there's definitely something going on there with Diana. Well, and not for nothing, but if you're going to address a group chat about somebody in the group's birthday party, like, Google it and make sure that you're spelling her name right. Like, that's just rude. Well, I think we found out that she doesn't save anyone's number as their actual name. Yeah, and Sutton starts saying 8675309, which was fucking great. But back to when Dorit and Sutton are sitting there, there's there's one thing. I'm not even going to get into the fact that she brings up the break-in once again, but she was talking about flying to Florida when her mom was going through something. And... I, most people, when they're telling a traumatic story, would be like, yeah, and we went to our house in Florida, or we went to our place in Florida, or we went down to Florida. Dorit says, we flew down to our second home in Florida. Like, why do you have to... Why do you have to emphasize that this is your second home? Why do you have to say that in that moment? Like, we know you're rich, lady. We don't need to hear it again. I'm sick of I'm sick of her shit, dude. And I didn't have a problem with Dorit until this season. And even with all the the break-in stuff, I know we soured on her a little bit, but I was still understanding because I knew she wants to get a storyline and that anybody in that scenario would be like, Oh, I've got my story for the whole year. Great. Like I got robbed at gunpoint. Well, I thought she thing. was she was okay on the second half of the Mexico trip. Yeah, I thought like so. Like once too. she kinda cut loose and drank a little bit more, got on the boat, like she was more fun with everybody i agree and you didn't have to hear about it and i mean this is the most that we've had to hear about it in three weeks i want to say so i'm going to complain about it but i'm not going to really like gripe about it right now because no, we've avoided it for the majority of the season at this point so yeah i don't want fuck to. it who cares yeah fuck great it. but i did think that moving on from that first scene you get what i thought was a super weirdly forced situation between Sutton and Dorit, like Sutton walking over to Dorit's house yeah, and knocking on the door. And then she meets Dorit's mom, who looks great, by the way, mm. and has a nice interaction with her. And then Dorit goes, you know, after my break in, I didn't really call anybody. And I thought that was like a little bit of like a weird jab at Sutton almost because Sutton didn't go. All of the friends went. Oh, but so afterwards. Big. Yeah. So it was like, well, that's weird. But it was in her confessional. It's not like she did it right out in front. But I was like, yeah, oh, that's kind of weird. But it just, it's like, why the fuck? Why is Sutton going over by herself to Dorit's house just I think to that talk was about? That yeah, was it was a definitely forced. Producer and, moment. And the producers do get in the way sometimes with this shit because like, I don't really think we got anything from the interaction, really. Oh, we got one golden nugget. What's that? Sutton was getting her pellet put in. Oh, yeah. Her testosterone pellet. Yep. And Dorit is not understanding it at all. And Sutton's not making it easy. She's like, don't I look better? And Dorit's like, ah, uh, yeah, what? And then it cuts to Dorit's confessional, and she's like, that makes a lot of sense. And you know what? It kind of does, only it, from like an aggression standpoint. Like, if you're pumped full of testosterone, you're going to get amped up. So I, we finally found the root, I think, of Sutton's clumsy words is... She's probably talking too fast for her mouth. Yeah, because she's, she's got testosterone yep. in her pellet. I did think it was interesting that Sutton calls out that Diana's a sniper, like snake in the grass. She's sitting back, just waiting to take her shot. 
And that kind of takes us into the party. Um, well, before the party, we actually had, which really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. As much as I dislike Crystal, I actually didn't really hate the scene with her whole family. Do you know why? Why? Because it was normal. It was incredibly normal. Because I've never it, seen her. She was like, I love my husband. I love my family. And it wasn't fake. It wasn't no. forced. She was actually being genuine for the first time that she's been on this fucking show. Yep. That's why it was a good moment. And I agree. Hip Hop Rob. Hip Hop Rob, who I always forget he fucking wrote the music for The Lion King. No, he he directed the musical The Lion King. Is Are you sure? Yeah, no. How sure are you about this? A hundred thousand percent. He directed the musical Lion King? Yeah. I need to fact check this. Yeah. All right. Fact checked. He directed the Lion King. So we're both right and wrong. He didn't write the music. No, he did direct, but not the play. He directed. That's way more impressive. I definitely sold him super short. Yeah. And that's fucking cool. That's really cool. And I don't think that they talk about Rob Minkoff enough. I, no. I did like that they brought the husbands in a lot more. I got to see Mo finally. Yeah. It was definitely a husband episode. Yeah. It was, I, it was nice. As a brav bro, I do, I do like when the husbands get a little bit yep. of the spotlight. I don't want them to have all of it, but checking in with the boys every now and then is always a good move. Yep. But back to that, that night at Crystal's, I did think that it was a good, that was her first good moment on the show. And we got to like even meet her family. Like we got to meet the brother, I think. Who's like a pop singer. Yeah, which is like she has so much more to bring to the table. So I was yeah. actually almost frustrated by this interaction. So I was like, no. well, fuck. Yeah, her, and her husband's fucking funny. Like he came back. Her son sitting there is like nine years old. And he came back from doing like the rounds in London. I guess he's got a new show or movie in development. And he said that he went to a little town and saw this like really cool castle that's owned by... The Duke of Norfolk. Yeah, Norfolk. And he just kept saying it over and over and over again. And I'm like, it's so deliberate that at some point, Bravo is going to be like, all right, we got to believe this we out, right? Be, we got to believe one Norfolk. <laughs> Not only that, but then like the nine-year-old, he, I thought the nine-year-old was going to say it I and I was going to lose it because that would be fucking hilarious. They would have they bleeped the nine-year-old. But he immediately, the nine-year-old was like, that's the F word. Yeah, why is he saying like, the F word? And he just kept saying it over and over and over again. He's like, no, I think that's the way that they pronounce it. Like, maybe in some way, but no, that's not, not to, at no, all. Uh, you know what? To his credit, to his credit, Norfolk, Virginia is pronounced Norfolk. Huh. Yeah, that's true. And I know that because that was our AAA team. It was Norfolk. And if you got sent down from Baltimore to AAA, you got, quote unquote, Norfolked. So there you go. Norfolk. All right, Rob. Yep. Spot Rob, on. On point. But. Not to get too off track, but yeah, I, I think that clearly she has more to give. And so, like, if anything, that was a shining moment and, yeah. like, potential. So, credit where credit's due for Crystal. Um, yeah. And then that's when we get to the party. Everyone's kind of piling in, and I thought it was so fucking rude. And Dorit does this a lot. She takes, like, little jabs and, like, snide remarks that are just not necessary, not funny, and just kind of mean. She looks at Garcelle's bag, or sorry, Garcelle's cake, which is a Birkin bag, and she says, hmm, her first Birkin. Like, fuck you. Well, I did think it was kind of fucking weird that Garcelle had a Birkin cake. Well, we, we come to find out later it was a setup. She's like, I'm putting this Birkin up here because I can't justify buying one. Well, no, that's what I thought was fucking weird, was she made a cake of a bag that she can't justify buying them like if you don't like the bag because of the price why is your fucking cake that's what she said 
No, that doesn't make any sense. To no, me. she said because she wants somebody to get her one, so she was implying. Well, she with said the that cake. to Diana, right? About Diana, but why would no? She no. said, "Oh, a bag would have been nicer, but I guess I'll take your no." Fucking book. She says in a confessional, she says, "I can't." In that one where she says, "I can't justify buying a Birkin bag," so I'm hoping someone gets one for me. Come to find out, watch what happens live after the show. She ends up buying her own, so she did get a Birkin bag. Well, good for her. I she could just see it. like a girl in South Philadelphia having a Birkin bag as her cake and being like, one day. One day. One day. Yeah, maybe. one day I'm going to have this fucking bag and it's going to be beautiful. I'm going to take it down Wildwood and show it off to all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> then Diana shows up. Asher's back. They're oh, wearing, Asher's fucking Asher's back. Asher's fucking back, and he comes back. I with... couldn't believe that I forgot about fucking Asher. When he popped out of there, I was like, oh, shit. No way. And then he was wearing the same thing Diana was, except he added like a black hat and he had a fucking t-shirt on underneath. What the fuck were they doing with that matching outfit? I have no idea. I, my theory was, and I didn't get a lot of agreements, but that it was potentially body hair from Diana herself saved throughout the years and maybe her feathers from her being like the devil reincarnate like wow she no i think they were dressed up for a murder i think she went in there with bad intentions yeah they they she showed up in a fucking mood you know what they were dressed up for a funeral yeah they were dressed up for a funeral because she was ready to fight now she's ready to bring something to the table finally we'll get there eventually i don't want to dive into that yet no but right before they showed up which was Building on something nice. Erica said to Sutton, I was going to give you a call earlier this week to see what to get Garcelle. And Who even, the f- like, even Sutton's like, I, if she called me, I would have just went straight to heaven. She said, I'd pack my bags and go straight to heaven because hell is frozen over. It made so much sense, though. Like, we've built on, all right, yeah, it was nice last week. We don't expect that to be sustained. But Erica even saying the words, like, I was going to call you to Sutton yeah. is crazy talk. It's banana land. And it's, good i like it mm-hmm. I, I like seeing them okay it, yeah. it's actually it's more refreshing than i thought it would be seeing it two weeks in a row i was like oh that's nice yeah like, i'm here for this and it was just a little moment then we bop back on. to diana that, that was probably the best part is that they are not harping on it as like the producers and the editors of the mm-hmm. show like they're not trying well, i think with those two as it is like we saw it with sutton for weeks where she's like i just don't want to talk about it i don't care i don't want to talk about it like she doesn't want to talk about her own things. Like she, oddly enough, will talk about her own things in weird situations to make herself seem more relatable or like empathetic at some point. But when it comes down to like the inner workings of her friendships, she never really talks about it. And neither mm-hmm. does Erica. No. So those are two people that you're not going to get much information out of. You just got to kind of take it for face value and see what it is. It's kind of all we need, you know? I don't yeah, it's, I, it's great. It is refreshing, as you said. Um, but... With the Diana arrival also, I don't know if you noticed, like, and it's hard to notice anything else looking past those fucking coats that they were wearing and those outfits they were wearing. I did have the same reaction when Asher walked in. I was like, oh my God, I fuck, I completely forgot about Asher, her, her wine carrier, and now her purse watcher for the night, her little lap dog that follows her wherever she goes. And you actually had a great comment and you said Sergio could learn a thing or two. Oh my God. Yeah. He stayed the fuck out of it. Just, he checked in on her, asked her if she wanted him to take the bag back out to the car because yeah. she kept talking about it. And she's like, that's a, that's a quarter million dollar bag over there. We gotta, and he's like, you want me to take it to the car? Like, what else do you want me to do with that thing? 
and she's like, I'll just, I'll just hold I'll it. Just, and I'll why hold fucking say it. it? Because she just wants to make sure that he's on notice. Like, yeah. hey, you're here for a job. Oh, buddy. and you know that she knew that Garcelle loved Birkenbags and was going to have a fucking Birkenbag. Without cake. a doubt. Did you oh, see? Oh, this would be a great time for me to bring my Birkenbag and show it off. Yeah, my quarter, not even like. Not even like the low level. No, what did it say? 8,500. 8,500 8, to yeah. 2 million. She brings, we'll call it mid-level. Mid-level Birkin. Yeah. What a bitch. And then has the balls to show her running away from a forest fire with a um, complete fucking truck full of Birkin bags, Banksy's. Banksy's. I couldn't believe that. Un, like, I couldn't believe that. The most that. 2014 shit ever. Banksy's. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck do you get? I don't even know how you purchase one of those. Uh, you cut it off of a fucking billboard or like a wall that he painted it's on. It's fucking crazy. And I actually, <laughs> in my brain, I'm like, oh, well, we caught Dorit's robbers. All of her purses are in the back of Diana's car. <laughs> But and I thought it was like even more insulting. She's standing there with Kyle, and Kyle's enamored by this bag. She's like, "Oh my god, I brought this ugly thing. I should have brought like this bag." She tells her to look at the diamond on the bag like eight times. Yep. And Kyle's not paying attention because Kyle gets it. She knows what a fucking Birkin is. She knows that there's diamonds on it. She knows like what to look for. Don't keep hammering home that there's a big ass princess cut diamond on it. We fucking get it. It's a Two hundred and fifty thousand dollar bag. Yep, it speaks for itself, Diana. Shut the fuck up. Well, right there is unfortunately for you, your girl Kyle. That's where I started having issues with her today. She, really? Oh my god, dude! Like she, I thought Erica was up Diana's ass. Holy shit, Kyle! Yeah, she did come on really strong between that interaction and then the four of them talking. And like you can tell, Mauricio is just like lit. Liddy City, Liddy City out there, smoked the doobie on the way over, like ready to roll, having a good time. No idea what's going on. He doesn't even know what he's commenting on. He's just like, you go, what did he say? Like you go nuclear, then you attack or something yeah, like that. But that was crazy because she literally mapped out exactly what I've yep. been saying. She fucking takes her time. She figures out how they all tick and yep. then she attacks. And that's what Sutton called her the sniper. The sniper. Laying totally. down on the grassy knoll. Totally. That's exactly what it was. Yep. And she lays it out perfectly now she was very candid about that for the first time since the show started since she yeah. com since she got on and her talking and kyle's just like fucking stroking her the whole time it's mm -hmm. like shut up kyle like mauricio you know whatever he's gonna say whatever asher they don't even need to put a microphone on because i don't care what the fuck he's saying over there couldn't get diana's detailing her plans to attack someone tonight she didn't even say who she was gonna attack she didn't probably didn't care it's gonna be somebody who ended up being two people and Kyle's just like, oh, ha, 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 yeah, right, totally. Like, touching her husband's arm and laughing. And it's like, fuck you, Kyle. Like, come no, on. I agree. I agree. Kyle, not her best moment, for sure. Oh, it, that wasn't, that was top three for the episode. I know. I actually, I noted another one that mm -hmm. I had a problem with later. But party goes off. Everyone's bopping a little bit. Um, all of the housewives want to fuck Garcelle's son. Either of them, honestly, I think is what they said. The other one's only like 15. Yeah, that you're, <laughs> she goes, Krista goes, your sons are, and Garcelle cuts her off and goes, so big. Yep. She goes, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, and right after Erica said that um, her oldest son. Oliver? Like, Oliver, yep. Oliver's hot. I, Oliver's hot. Oliver's exactly hot. my type. And Crystal goes, I was looking at him too. And again, I was like, okay, Crystal. Right, Crystal? Not terrible. Yeah, just don't blow dumb shit up. 
Yeah. And apparently just be yourself and, and you'll be it, fine. It just interact yeah. without getting upset or triggered about mm-hmm. something. It's like, I'm shocked in that moment. She wasn't like, oh, he's just a kid. Yeah. Like he's a 20 something. Don't or say that. Or just like was completely silent and didn't give anything. Yeah. And just made like a weird smirky no. face or no. like, a, oh, what did you say? Like, yeah. I, I like that. And I, I need more of that out of her if I'm going to change any kind of opinion about her. But if anything, this episode brought me back a little bit to not that I was ever like a team crystal person, but giving her a little bit more of a fair shake. Yeah. More than like benefit she of the doubt. stepped on her own foot like five times in a row in the last couple episodes. And now she's kind of stayed out of it. She's fine. Like she, she was part of a very funny moment on the, the day boat. Yep. Um, but, and now we have this episode, which brought me back a little bit more. So she's, it's like, all right, just, just keep trending in the right direction. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be pleasant to watch on TV. Yeah. She's trending upward. We'll yep. see. I mean, it's, she's got a long, long way to go, Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I will give her another chance now. You got to bring in more hip hop Rob and we'll be hip hop Rob dude. When they hit the dance floor, first of all, that was a reenactment of the final scene in hitch. Oh yeah. Like 100% the angle of the camera. Everyone's doing the line down the thing. Kyle hits the deck. Oddly enough, Will Smith's first wife right over there. Yep. Oh, yep. That's right. And then Kyle split. That's fucking, oh my God. Yeah. Good job. Wow. Will Smith's first wife is there and they reenact hitch. Yep. My head just exploded. Good Lord, what a take. Um, but Kyle splits, hits the floor. She's doing splits. She's She says, I've got a lot of tricks up my sleeve. I just don't break them out. I can actually put my leg behind my head, but you got to pay for that. I thought and that was really funny. If that's an OnlyFans, since we, we talked about that on No Filter. I don't see it happening. But No fucking way. Kyle's no. not starting OnlyFans. I'm just saying, hypothetically, would you subscribe to that one for research purposes yeah more so no um no if i had to pick between her or denise i'm picking denise because i feel like denise is more liable to go off the walls do That's some crazy fair. shit on there yeah maybe not even sexual just probably like kill a guy or something on you there think- <laughs> yeah, like i could see denise doing that goes and kills charlie sheen on her only fans but anyway yeah it's for another day that's for another day we'll get there um, some at some point no yeah yeah uh, but I, what did you think about Kyle's dress? I know you're going to say she looked great, blah, blah, blah. But what do you think about the overall vibe of it? Look, she looked great. You can't argue that. She never doesn't look good. Is it like something that I would think I'm going to see going to a birthday party? Absolutely not. Like it was borderline lingerie. But we do know that she wears lingerie out. Like that's her style. So was it a little over the top? Sure. Especially because she says to Sutton, like, well, I didn't know this. Well, Sutton said something rude first, and that's Sutton being Sutton. And she Yeah, tried... I, I, I thought it was nice that they didn't harp on that. No, they didn't need to at all. Because that was just Sutton. It's just Sutton, Sutton saying something dumb, yeah. and she does it in a funny voice. Yeah, so I didn't like, know this can... was a pajama party. Yeah, and you can tell she's not... Tr- I don't think she was trying to be malicious. I think no. she's stupid. I mean, Kyle wasn't wearing pants. No, she was wearing pretty much like a leotard and... A long skirt, a long, but not see through. Like I don't know what you call those. What should, what what should we call those? A silky. I thought it was a cape. Silky cape. Yep. Kyle was wearing a leotard and a silky cape. She looked great, and I guess because she wears that frequently, I I, I don't know. I didn't really bat an eye. I just kind of thought Kyle was. Yeah, I thought it was a little much. Yeah, you would. But and we start to Diana comes out of the woodwork. She's ready to go, and she sets her sights on Sutton. I don't. I mean, I think it would have happened no matter what. 
But Sutton did go over to Diana while she was just sitting on a couch with whoever. I mean, she Diana wasn't really mingling much with everyone. Like I don't, I didn't see her say anything to like. She was standing at Erica, the bar Dorit, with Asher. Like, yeah, just standing at the bar with Asher, continuously getting drinks, talking about her bag with Kyle, and then like I didn't see her talk to anyone else. Could have been editing, but who knows? But I think it still would have popped off at some point, regardless. But Sutton did go over to Diana and say, "Do you have a moment to talk alone?" Yeah, let's go. Let's but go Diana was eager. To go, she was ready. She that's what I'm saying. Like, she her sights were set on Sutton. I think for the entirety of the night, she was yep. waiting for the moment. And Sutton, being Sutton, of course, forced the moment, which I'm I'm actually grateful for Sutton for that reason. Like, similar to Garcelle, she will say what needs to be said to push the narrative forward. And she did exactly that at what everybody's thinking that's watching, what all of the housewives there are thinking. Hey, you sent this text, you're supposed to be on bed rest. What the fuck are you doing here? Like, why are you here? And before she could even get the question fully out, Diana was already, like, mocking her. Mocking, which is so immature. Just and- like, if you're this fucking uber-rich, high-society, looking down on mini-yachts, saying it's a dayboat type of bullshit, bringing a fucking Birkin bag to a party that has a Birkin bag cake. Like, if you're that level of just high-class pettiness you don't fucking mock someone like that like that's the lowest you could possibly go i felt like i was watching two girls in high school going back and forth well no i take that back sutton was trying to control it it's just odd that sutton was the one that was normal in the situation like she did the thing i literally got like like the hair on the back of my neck stood up i was like are you fucking serious right now where you have to sit here and watch that like you're ready to attack and this is what you bring to the fucking table like how many times do you think she had to lick her lips oh to my get god her lips to work like I, that i i hate you i hate you because now it's all i notice you, you didn't zach stop. noticed it the other day zach was talking about it on monday zach so. brought it up for yep. sure but like you can't let it go and now i that's all i see oh touching on something that i can't let go i had a uh, fake pregnant belly moment did you really yeah a new one what happened? When Erica was doing the marketing for her company, she was like, I'm finally able to like do some stuff, get back into it, sell whatever. She was doing a photo shoot, and in her hands, she had like 10 like hair extension pieces. Did all that freak you color. out? I don't know what it was, but they were all together in her hand, and I was like, she's fucking scalped somebody. Like, oh I know God. what hair extensions are. <laughs> I know. Let me set the record straight. I know what fucking hair extensions are. I know how they work. I understand them because I'm a curious guy. I like to ask my girlfriend and other people this. You need to ask people to understand what hair extensions. Yeah, because do. there's a whole fucking process that go in that goes into it. I understand that, but you get the you need to ask well, for yeah, insight like, on how they function. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Wow. But that being said, her holding like ten or fucking twelve of them in her hand. If she was holding one, I'd be like, "Why is she holding one? That's dumb." Twelve of them. It's the same thing as the pregnant bellies. 12 of them huddle up in a corner freaks me the fuck out. 12 hair extensions in her hand freaks me out. I don't know what it is. It's a quantity thing probably, but it's just She's uh, selling her product. She I has to it. show the product off. Fully understand that. There's something going on with you that needs to be addressed when it comes to artificial I'm going to sound crazy when I say this, artificial body parts. Like yeah, that that in context that sounds bananas. But they're hair extensions, dude. They're like, it's, it's a wig. 
Yeah, well, yeah, we don't have to spend a ton of time on this. I can't let, my mind, but this is what happens, and I can't let this shit go because I don't understand how your fucking brain. But works. you know what's going to happen the next time that you see an artificial body part or like a fucking box full of eyelashes that are unorganized or something, you're going to be like, that's fucking weird. Who keeps a box of unorganized eyelashes? I don't know. Like, you know how they, have the, they peel on eyelashes, <laughs> put them in a box when you're, you're in... done with them? I don't know. Maybe uh, you think that you uh, could use them again later. I don't know how that works. But hey, if you, that was the first thing that came to my mind. If you wear fake eyelashes, could you please DM us and let us know if you save them for later use or if they're one time only. And, what are, and if you're super unorganized, you're just kind of putting them in a little box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you have a little box of used eyelashes that you plan on reusing, please take a picture of said box and send it to us. We are. Yeah. You want me to have nightmares for weeks? Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to blow it up onto a poster and frame it for shooter. But back to the back to the drama. They keep going back and forth, and Sutton is seemingly just trying to get a word in with Diana. She's just trying to understand, like, why the fuck are you here? Like, let me know, like, are you good? I had two miscarriages. I know what that, and she... And that's the thing that Sutton does, and she's just empathizing and getting on your level saying, I can talk about this with you, because it's also happened to me. Which, by the way, if you're going to comment on a traumatic situation with somebody, you need to let them know, like, hey, I understand this because of... My experience. You're not making with it, it about you. You're just fucking no, leveling. You're them. making it okay for you to comment yeah. on it because you've been through it. Like that's very different than trying to one up somebody. But Diana immediately one ups her, and she's like, "I've had a lot." And Sutton's like, "I know that. I'm just simply saying I get it. Like I know what you're going through." And I did think that the way that Sutton started it off was absolutely maybe not an attack, but it was absolutely like a. An investigation, essentially. No, like, she was trying to. Like, get to the why did you it. send this? And you're here now. Yeah, I don't. But get it she either. did it under the guise of like I was apologizing and checking on her. Yeah, she did, and which even wasn't... though she wasn't apologizing, I no. just feel like it's in Sutton's nature to like when she's ex- explaining what she's doing, she just automatically starts off with "I was apologizing." Yeah, no, that's what she that's, she's does. so fucking used to apologizing. But no, she was trying to get to the bottom of it, which I appreciate. And then Garcelle realizes like shit's popping off, so. It's her party. She wants to keep the peace. She heads on over there like, hey, what's going on? Diana comes at her. It's her fucking party, dude. Back the hell off. She's coming to investigate why you are causing a scene at her party. Recognize, understand who you're talking to. And Diana says, what are you, her bodyguard? Are you her mouthpiece? Like, bitch, you just said that you were Crystal's bodyguard like two weeks ago. No? So... Words mean a lot. Words mean a lot. And also, this is her party. Shut the fuck up. Leave her alone. And Garcelle isn't there for it. Like, she sits down. She hears that it's combative. Diana's being a child. And she goes, you know what? My party, I'm out. See ya. I'm not dealing with this shit. Yep. She hops up and leaves. Most, and I also thought it was kind of funny that she called Sutton boring. She said she, oh yeah, before because Garcelle leaves. Sutton called Teddy Mellencamp boring. Oh, That was right. appropriate. Because Teddy, Teddy is fucking boring. Is boring. Sutton's not boring. No, Sutton's the opposite of boring. She keeps things interesting. I don't yeah. like her, as we know, but like you can't falter on not being interesting for sure. And she says, well, yeah, I forget that you're old, frail, and boring. Mm-hmm. Which is an atrocious thing to say about anybody. And she calls her fake. And then Sutton's like, I don't have fake lips. I don't have fake boobs. I'm the realest one here. And arguably she, and she might said, be. she said, okay, projection. Yeah, okay, projection, that's right. Um, But she starts to kind of come at everybody, and 
Sutton gets sort of like fed up with it. And she says, I think we're done here. You're an asshole, which I love that. Like and I, what was going on the whole fucking time? Kyle is next to her being a gnat and Kyle is being so unkyle like in my opinion because she's almost siding with diana almost she's fully siding with i know diana. i didn't want to say it because i love kyle she is so it's the change in the mood out of these women has like we just thought that it was going to be the year of erica up diana's ass trying to be her friend we did while she is still trying to be her friend it's not as pushy as it was and now we've got kyle coming in out of fucking left field deep into diana <laughs> like uncomfortably no and it's seriously. like to the point where even what you said and i fully agree with it very unkyle like it's very unkyle to do this like to push this and pander to insert yourself into this and only be picking diana's side be like do you hear what fucking diana's saying to Sutton? Yeah, like this is so mean she's being evil to her before we continue with that i do want to just because you brought erica back up erica's bombed she's doing her thing she's this is hot girl summer margaritas yeah she's getting but that's the moment i want to talk about because the bartender comes over and she's like i need like my dirty little secret and my man 100 percent thought he was getting laid oh my god he was like wait what's that what what do you what do you need for me and she's like the the margarita man like at the he's like oh yeah the margarita like oops let me put my dick away i got the the vibe (laughs) that they like that they cut off the alcohol or something after a certain point and she was just trying to like no, Get no, no. What, they, one, but. they made, um, they only had a certain type of drink. You could order like uh, so she pre-made stuff the whole and night. she wanted a spicy Marg. So like she had a deal with the dude, but he clearly, and I thought he was like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. What's up, Erica Jane? I heard you're trying to get dick down this summer. I'm your bartender. And he got shut down real quick, but. So we know. Yeah. Or so we think. So we think. Yeah. So we think. Oh yeah, that's true. Who knows? Who knows? But um, back to. Back to Kyle, um, it was tough to watch, honestly. And it didn't make any sense to the point where Sutton, for the first time ever, I'm like fully in agreement with her. Like everything she's saying is sound. It makes sense. She's just trying to defend herself at this point. She says, you know what? After she sings the lyrics to 8675309, she says, you're a soulless person. And I thought that was the nail on the head. Like She that, is. She is a soulless person. And Kyle is up in arms about it. You can't say that. That's so mean. You don't call her so. It's like, what the fuck? She just called her old and frail and boring. And yep. that's what you're up in arms about? She is soulless. And then it, that's when we finally get the line that was almost glossed over, I thought. It was like, you want your villain? Like, here's your villain. Yeah, because we were so excited when we saw that in the beginning of the season. We're like, oh, fuck yeah. She's going to say it probably to Sutton, but maybe she says it to somebody else and that would really mix it up. Yeah. And now it hits and it falls so flat because we hate Diana now. Yeah. And I honestly, like I've been waiting for this moment. I've been talking about this moment. I've been excited for this moment. It sucked. It wasn't, it wasn't the haymaker I was hoping for because she didn't bring any substance to the argument. She just said the same shit over and over again. She did like the baby voice over and over again and then was just like deflecting and just... Yeah, you're it's supposed to be her. this this hard ass like a lister in Hollywood. Sutton just ate your lunch. Like, yeah, you weren't even close. You reverted to high school bullshit. Not even like middle school bullshit. Like me, 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 me. Like if somebody f- if somebody screamed at me like Sutton the way that Sutton screamed at Diana at that one dinner, I would the last thing on my mind would be telling that person they're boring. At the very least, they're not boring. No, like they're 
entertaining or, you know, fucking aggressive. Old and frail. Like, Diana's, I think, two years younger than Sutton. Yeah. Like, look in the mirror, lady. Just because you've had more work done doesn't mean your body's in any different shape. No. Just because you're engaged to a 25-year-old doesn't mean you're younger. It doesn't make you younger. Let's go to the polls, baby. Let's see what our audience said. Again, the pool size for Zach's is much larger, but let's just see. Thirty-eight percent, they're twins. Fifty percent, I kind of see it. Twelve percent, no, but he's still smoking hot though. Yeah, so, I feel like there should have been a fourth answer there, and like a, a flat-out plain no. no. Yeah, a flat-out no. Maybe an I don't see it would have been good. No, nah, no, no. I think my yeah. Way I don't know. I better. think you skewed those. No. Nah. I don't think that happened. I think that you need to call me Rooster next week until I hear otherwise. You think I will call you Rooster next week purely because you did shave to the mustache. I shaved the stash. I bought the outfit. Old Navy had pretty much the same exact Hawaiian shirt that Miles Teller was wearing. Yeah, as a reward for your commitment, you get a Rooster episode. I love that. But um, I think my biggest takeaway from this. Why did you just say it like that? I love that because I'm excited. Fuck you. Show a little emotion in here. I get crucified. What's happening? We'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) But I think my biggest takeaway from the Miles Teller thing, and don't worry, we're not going to run this into the ground. Like this will be it after he calls me rooster next week. But on YouTube, on our um, video with Zach, more than five people said, I can see it, but I think he's a cuter Miles Teller. So I, no matter how this turned out, I won. I really don't see it like that because it was, what, 70% no from Zach's No, audience? no, no, not about the poll. I'm talking just comments on the YouTube video. It was, he's a cuter Miles Teller, or I think he's cuter than Miles Teller. So that's the biggest W I'm going to have, and I will take that. That is pretty nice. That's great. Yeah. That's what a good I would feeling. take that too. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have two questions and remember guys uh look out for our polls and questions on Instagram um because we do want to hear your questions we want to answer some funny shit so we've got one um boink mary kill oh boy and this we haven't had a boink mary kill in a while but I'm stoked for a new one and if you are new to the show because we're brave bros and gentlemen, first and foremost, we don't fuck Mary Kill here. We boink Mary Kill because we're good dudes. Boink Mary Kill, Southern Charm, Madison, Catherine, Naomi. Oh. Uh, boink Madison, marry Naomi, kill Catherine. Interesting. I think that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I don't think that's like. I'm going to mix it up. I don't think up. there's a different answer to that. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't know. Look, for the sake of argument purposes, I would marry Naomi, boink Catherine, and I would kill Madison. And here's why. Because you have the urge to kill Madison because she's a terrible person? Yes. And she hurt your friend, Austin. No. No, fuck Austin. I <laughs> simply because... Madison seems like a terrible person. She seems conniving. And in the stuff that I saw when her and um, Austin were dating, she's mean. Like she's 
not a nice person. You think she hooked up with Alex Rodriguez? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He probably sent her home with a gift basket. I think it was Derek Jeter that did that. Oh yeah, Jeter did do the gift yeah. baskets. He not was very, very shameless about that too. Yeah. No, he's he's very open about yeah. that. Which you know, yeah, at least him. he's a classy guy. Hey, here's ten thousand dollars worth of shit. Thanks for the fun night. Um, but no, she just seems like she seems miserable. And while Catherine is a lunatic. I do respect that she's been through a lot of wacky shit. Like that whole thing with Thomas, she was like, what, 21 when Mm -hmm. she met him? Like she met him at a bar that Leva actually opened, Mm -hmm. which I thought was crazy. Like that would tie back in, but I guess Charleston's small. But even that, like that's crazy. And while they're showing all that stuff that she went through, like maybe I could show her one fun night, you know, just show her a good time. Make her happy for a little while. Send her home to Schleb. Feeling good. <laughs> Make his life a little easier for the night. I don't know. You know? Yeah, it's, that's incredibly courageous of you. Thank you say. so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I do. Very oh. charitable. We actually just got a text from Zach, like, in this moment. Oh, shit. So excited that I watched Zach Peter podcast on YouTube just now. He had brav boys. Hell yeah. We'll take that. Close enough. There are two straight guys that have a podcast about the housewives. It's fun to hear their perspective. So thank you, Zach. I love that. That's awesome. We love to hear. That's why um, we want the reviews, guys. Let us know. Let us know how we're doing, what you think. Um, again, follow us on Instagram at brav underscore bros. Also on Twitter, brav underscore bros. Um, Shooter's getting a ton of feedback on the live tweeting, which is really cool. Like, Totally random people chiming in, commenting. Um, so join in the fun. We want to hear from you guys. We want you to interact. And you can get your question read live on our show. And we'll even drop a name. We'll drop a name. Oh, yeah. That question was from Dev, my wife. There you go. Um, there was two other questions, but they were about the Southern Charm. Or, sorry, the uh, Summer House cast. And we already covered that. So. Oh, okay. But that does it for us. That's the Brav Bros. We are out of here. Tune in next week. We got episode episode nine. Episode nine. Holy shit. Yep. We're deep in this shit. Moving now. along. I love it. I love that. <laughs> Brav Bros out. See you next week. Bye.